Awesome. So welcome to another episode of the Champion Cultivator Podcast. I've got a special guest for you today. Got my friend Jordan. I want to say Gonzalez is the last yep. name. Awesome. Uh, special shout out to Lance for connecting us. Lance, um, you man. Appreciate you, definitely. Uh, but Jordan is doing some pretty, some pretty great stuff here in St. Louis, and not only in St. Louis, but just in the, in the fitness space uh, itself. So the reason why I wanted to bring Jordan on today, uh, other than him being referred by a good friend, uh, Lance, but I really checked him out and saw some of the stuff you were doing, and I really uh, appreciate it. I can tell you have a passion for what it is you're doing. You're, uh, you have this new space, you know, you have this new gym, but I see that really fitness has been a part of your life. Uh, if you go to his Instagram and you kind of scroll, it's fitness, fitness, fitness. So it's not just like, this is something I'm doing for the gram. This is, you are, it's really a lifestyle, you know? And so I saw that you were definitely serious. You were definitely dedicated just from the, the communication that we had before actually meeting in person. I could tell you were somebody who was very serious and passionate about what you were doing. Uh, so, I mean, just go ahead and come on, speak to the people, introduce yourself. And also, I'd like to start with, you know, how did you get into the fitness space? How did, you know, how did you discover your love for fitness? Yeah, so um, I'm Jordan. Uh, I, uh, I guess I'll just kind of run through what my background looks like. So, uh, I have my bachelor's degree in exercise science and kinesiology with a uh, minor in sports nutrition. I'm a USA weightlifting certified um, one, I'm a USA Weightlifting Level 1 coach um, through USA Weightlifting. I'm a strength and conditioning specialist through the NSCA, and I'm a personal trainer through ACSM. So I've got three national certifications and uh, that four-year degree. Um, when it comes to fitness, uh, fitness has been a part of my life uh, since the beginning of time. <laughs> um, when, I was, uh, when I was in second grade, I played football. My brother was huge on like getting me in to uh, play football out on the roads and streets and stuff. I mean, if it was raining, we always, if it was raining, snowing, whatever it was, we were all like trying to just get out there and be the best we could be, like playing like street ball and stuff. Um, So like in terms of like fitness and activity and stuff, it's just something that I've always done. I've always just tried to get better um, that way. But I played college ball, so I played college football at Western Illinois University as well as Concordia University up in Chicago. Um, So there was that. I... With all my sporting background, I wanted to become a USA or not a USA weightlifting coach. I wanted to become a um, collegiate sports uh, strength and conditioning coach. Okay. So the whole idea was to go to college and then play college sports and then become a college sports coach. Um, I got an opportunity to I got an opportunity to become a uh, personal trainer at the recreation center, and I was like, what a great way to make some some extra money. So when I got out of class one day, they said there was a meeting going on. There was a meeting in the recreation center. I was like, all right, well, if there's a meeting going on in the recreation center for personal training, I might as well go check it out because that would be nice money. I'm already doing all this fitness stuff. Right. So I, I show up to this meeting, and they're going through everything, like, you know, almost as, almost as if it's like an orientation to a new job. And, um, and I was like, man, and everybody kind of seemed to be there on purpose, not just, like, show up. So I was like, <laughs> what's going on? Um, in any case, they rolled through, like, what was going to happen? They were kind of saying, all right, we're going to be doing this twice a week for four hours a day. Um, <laughs> and I was like, okay, uh, like, what's going on? Four hours, two times a week. Is this some kind of class or something? They're like, all right, before we start and stuff, before we get into the, the first bit of text, um, just going to make sure everybody's here. And I, and I realized, like, before the manager starts talking, um, that this wasn't this wasn't just like a, a meeting where people were talking about personal training. Like yeah. these people had already put in their put their their um, uh, applications in and been picked 
to like be a part of this group. Right. So this is like orientation, pretty much. So this is like oh, these man. people, yeah, these people have gone through interviews and stuff, I guess, to be like be, be a part of this. And I'm just sitting there, and uh, he goes, and then they go, uh, they go, as anybody after they run through all the names, and obviously my name wasn't picked. I was like, they says, is there anybody here that that um, wasn't that we didn't call their name? And then I just go. He didn't call my name, and I didn't tell him that I wasn't, like, there for the thing, but they yeah. were just like, okay, what's your name? And I was like, Jordan, and they gave him my information. <laughs> I did that whole class for the next eight weeks, no, like, and yeah. I just, I just, everybody else put their application in and all their background. I just showed up and just happened to become a personal trainer that That's way. Crazy. So I never, I never actually applied for that job. <laughs> I just, somebody told me it was, be that there was a, a personal training meeting. It just showed up, got the job. So, um, that, so it's kind of crazy because it, it went from truly, it went from, like, I think I could just make some money doing this fitness thing to, uh, all right, I guess I'm going to be making money doing this right, fitness right. thing. <laughs> so, so, so there was that. And, um, so what got me really into it was that then I started actually doing it and, uh, and I was training people. I mean, after we did all the class and everything, we got, went through the practical test. You said you had to, you had to do the practical test and you had to do the written test and I passed those. And then I started training and, I soon realized that all the work that I saw my coaches doing in the strength side of things when I was playing football at Western, I saw the strength work that they were doing, um, all the strength and conditioning work that they were doing with all this, and I was shadowing them on top of it with other, other, um, other sports. Right. And I saw the athletes, and athlete, being an athlete myself, not really care too much for the programming and the hard work that these coaches were putting in. If anything, they were mad about it. Like they were like, "Oh, we got we got to do our lift." Like coaches making us fucking do another lift or whatever. And um, and I was just like, "Man, like the, this this is such an important part. Like these people are first of all got to have the you got to have the respect for these people who are putting so much work into into like making these workouts for you yeah. so you get better at your sport." But there's like no the, the athletes just some don't get me wrong, some do. Some of the athletes truly gave a lot. Uh, uh, for the I uh, gave a shit about those coaches a lot right yeah. I mean obviously those coaches don't get me wrong there's a lot of fulfillment there I'm just saying for the most part I was like man how could like a huge majority of these people just not care about it and, I'm a, and then on the other side of things I'm training people so like I'm training people who are just normal people normal general population people generally healthy they just want to lose some weight and they'd lose some weight and then they would get they would lose a lot of weight and then they would feel healthier and they would feel be in a better mood and it changed the way that they would talk to me about their days. It changed the way that they would they would come in and say hello to me. I mean, there was energy in their words. There was pa- they're not passion in the words per se, but there was just fire there yeah. that that wasn't there before. And and then uh, started to get a lot of like a lot of my clients telling me like, man, like thank you so much. Like you have just done so much for me. And um, and I wasn't. It's not that I was really trying 100% to like change these people's lives or like help them do things that I never thought that I'd be helping them do but I was like wow like you can have such an impact on people like with the power of just your positivity and like your enthusiasm like towards what you're doing and helping them getting better and then if you can help them understand that like you know, and they can essentially lose weight, you can change their life and you can just be a guy in the gym. And that's what got me to really love being a personal trainer because I was like, wow, I'm just a guy in the gym. And I always tell my clients that I'm just a guy, I'm just a dude, I'm just a dude in the gym. But you have so much power there. And, um, and I was like, this is what I want to do for my life. I don't want to be a strength and conditioning coach for a, a team that doesn't really mind whether I'm there or not. I want to yeah. be in a gym with real people like from all over 
from every walk of life and I want to just help them get better. This is so fulfilling. And in, with making like huge changes in people's life, like whether it's physical or mental, some, some people have, have been with me for years and they stay the same way. They get great exercises. They're in better shape, yeah. right? <laughs> They're in better shape. But the idea is that they come for me. They come to me because they love the energy, that the positive energy, and it helps them stay positive in life. And then it's not so much what they're getting in the physical side of things. It's what they're getting in, in their life in terms of their job. Like, yo, I have like the, I have like the confidence now to go ask my boss for, a, for a, a raise. You know what I mean? Like, even that kind of stuff. Like people making more money, making changes. I had a client. I know I'd like to get off and talk, so I'm going to end it here. But I had one client, and this is, this is huge. When I was only 22 years old, I was training out of a, a gym in Chicago. And um, she hated her job. She hated her job. Uh, all of her family lived in California. She was single. Um, no, no, no real like, idea of like, whether or not she wanted kids or not. But she yeah. worked at this school. It was a job. It was paying the bills. Um, I was only 22 years old. Like, I, I mean, a little kid. And this, and I was just training her on a walking impediment she had, and she was getting stronger. She was losing a little bit of weight, and she was she was definitely walking a lot better. We were doing a lot of stuff there, but that helped her, and that helped her. That definitely helped her. But one thing is that one thing I noticed the most from her was that she'd come in and she'd be like depressed or like super sad, and um, and I would be like, I think I'm just going to talk to this person and try to help them like feel better about life in every area. So I just went hard on trying to be like, well, what's going on? And then I got to know more about her and the fact that all of her family lived, again, her family lived in, the, in California. She lived alone. Like, she drove back and forth. Um, she drove back and forth to work. That was, like, a 40-minute drive. She oh. hated her boss, and she hated the curriculum. She tried to get to California as much as she could because she just loved being there. She'd sometimes be there for two weeks and then come back and hate that she came back. And I was like, listen, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Like, I mean, I, I get, I get, like, you need, you're making money and you got, like, this thing, but, like, you don't have to be here. You know, she started thinking, she said, no, I have to be here. I have to be here. There's no way I can go. And I said, like, no, you don't. Like, you don't have to do that. You can, you can move there. You can, like, get a job there. And you go, well, you know, and she's resistant. I don't know. It's going it, to, it'll be really hard for me to do that. Well, in about three months or so of me constantly hitting her, hitting on that, those, those, those big things, she's, she finally comes back and goes, hey, listen. I think I, I took some of your advice. I, uh, I, I made a couple, I put a couple applications into some jobs over in California and uh, one called back and wants an interview. I was like, fuck yeah. Like, that's awesome. Let's go. And she's like, and she's like, yeah, I'm going to take the interview. I'm going to see what happens. And she takes the interview and she gets the job and they're like, hey, um, we want to move you down. We want to get you started soon. Well, it was like without, I guess, outside of some kind of contract or something that would have fucked up bad. Like, I guess she would have had to like pay some money or something. There was some kind of contingency there. I was like, do it. Like, do it. Like, what? Fuck the contingency. Right. Who gives a shit about the contingency? It's fuck, dude. It's a fucking piece of paper, dude. It's some weird rule that some weird person put in place to keep you strapped down for whatever reason. Pay the money because money's not real. Take your fucking life and better it right now because if you don't do it now, then when are you going to fucking do it? And you have the opportunity. Jump on the opportunity. Life doesn't give you the best possible situation. It gives you this situation. If you don't take it, it may never come again. And um, I went hard with that, you know, and I'm a 22-year-old this guy in the gym, and she fucking did it. And she currently lives in fucking California right now, living her best life with her family, a lot happier now than she was 
four years ago when I made that when I when I when I said that to her. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I'm not taking any advantage. I'm not taking any credit for helping her make a decision that that um, that indefinitely um, bettered her life. Um, and now, obviously, she's doing way better down there than she was over here or yeah. over here where she was at. But I was able to plant a seed in her head, enabled her to make that decision for herself to better her life herself, and that's one story that I really, I really hone in on because I really think that it truly is those little nuggets that you give somebody, the power of one conversation that you have somebody that can entirely change their life if they grip onto that, and so always being positive. Um, but that's how I got into fitness. So that's how I got into fitness. <laughs> no, that's awesome, man. That's amazing. So obviously, fitness isn't just you know coming to the gym and lifting. Yeah, yeah. And while this is a functional training gym, if you're watching the video on YouTube for the podcast, you can see he's got a pretty sweet setup. He's got the turf in here. He's got just a lot of great stuff. He's got the sleds. He's, look, this is a gym that I would love to work. On, you know? <laughs> there we like, go, man. There we go. Like a playground here. This is this is definitely nice. But talk to me more so fitness isn't isn't just about your body. It's a holistic thing. You know, we were talking about this, you know, off camera, but I also want this to be on the on the podcast as well, just because uh, health is is so important for people. Totally. So talk about just the the impact that not only, uh, I guess, coming and working out consistently can do, but also the, the other work that you need to do to stay in shape and, and to be healthy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. So um, just give you a quick idea of like well, how I run my business. So the whole idea is that the whole idea is that we, we follow a direction. Okay, so like health truly for me comes down to direction. Like it's not like this very stringent plan um, with like these finite details that can't alter or change, right? Fitness is just a direction. What I mean by that is that there's three things that you must follow. So we talked about this, right? I can change your life with three different things. And these things are not going to surprise you. You're not going to lose your mind over these three things, but you can completely change your life with three different things. And this is the kind of the direction here, right? This is the overview. And that is you have to drink enough water. This is the most important thing. If there's one thing you get out of this podcast today, make sure you are drinking at least 120 ounces of water a day I don't give a fuck. Who says what? <laughs> All right? Listen, this is what you need to drink. Um, and you need to drink a lot of it. And chances are, statistically, you are not getting enough of it. So stop telling yourself you are. Make sure that you are if you think you are. And you're probably not. Figure out how much you need and start doing it. If there's one thing you take from this podcast, one very major thing for your health, it's this right here. So take this um, Take this seriously. Water is the most serious thing. So if there's one thing in fitness that truly comes down to your health comes down to, it's going to be the amount of water that you're getting. And I'm talking about water. I'm not talking about caffeine. I'm not talking about I'm drinking tea. Is tea good? <laughs> like, no, no. I'm talking about water. So you want to get water. And, and that's the first thing, right? So getting enough water is that first bit. Eating um, fresh, healthy food, right? And I, I don't like saying healthy, but fresh, real food, unprocessed food, right? So directionally, you're just primarily trying to get about 80% fresh, real food, and then exercising regularly. We talked about this in deep, in a little more detail off camera, like you said. But what does that mean? I, I get a lot of people to say, "All you need to do is exercise regularly, drink enough water." eat fresh food what does that mean right and and like so we get a little bit more in detail with that um you know in my program and stuff and then we help you a, a little in a little closer 
detail if you do go with the program. Um, but then outside of that, we break it down. We break down that exercise into, into um, three major elements. So the three major elements are distance, which is my form of cardio, because I know people don't like that cardio word, so I call it distance, <laughs> right? Uh, I, I'm, a big, I'm a big guy on breaking things down into practicality. So like, I'm not just going to say, you need to do your cardio. I'm going to say, you need to cover this distance. And now you take this like, weird cardio thing, and then yeah. you, like, you attach it with a practical task. It's the same thing with like, be- healthier behavior change. Like, if I tell you drink enough water, what the fuck does that mean? All right, what's enough? Yeah, you know, what's enough water? All right, well, enough water is roughly 120 ounces. Perfect. If this was 32 ounces, then you would need four of these a day. That's a yeah. practical task. So I like to take like the practical test. So get a 30-ounce bottle of water, right? Drink that four times a day. That's your practical task. Now, do that every single day until it becomes a second nature behavior. And now you're hitting your water without really thinking about it as like, I got to get my 120 ounces of water a day. Like Jordan said, that's going to make my life so much better. Like that's, that might get really weird because you might be like, I don't know, I drank like this is like 12 ounces. That was 14 ounces. This thing is like... And then it gets confusing and then you yeah. stop doing it. So the biggest thing is like, don't worry about the ounces. Like break something into a practical task. And, and that's with everything in the program. So same thing with cardio. So that's cardio. And then we have resistance. Resistance is where we work on our muscular endurance and muscular strength. And then we have our functional side of things. So our functional side of things is a general term for working your balance, coordination. I call it dynamic strength, which is your body's ability to work the lower half with the upper half in synergy. So things like you know pushing a, a sled is awesome because you're creating a full body. You're, you're essentially doing a full body movement, creating the force from your legs and then transferring it through your body and out your arms, which in, which in, uh, initially pushes that sled along the turf. So it's that full body dynamic strength and um, and different things like that. So you got your functional side. So those are three elements there. Um, and then we work those we work those three elements into a couple of different services. So we do one on one, which is basically like your uh, that one on one private training, which is is essentially like your traditional like personal training, yeah. um, where you know we still follow the brand, but and we follow the guidelines that are set there, but it's very much more on your on uh, customized towards like what you're trying to do. So for example, say you come in and you got like hamstrings are tight or something, we'll throw in some new exercises specific to what's happening there, be five minutes behind or something on, on like what, what was planned in the exercise, but it's very much custom, very much more customized to you. Then we have our semi-private, so our semi-private, which is basically two people, so two people come in, so you and your friend, and you guys like to work out together, so we follow that same, we follow that same progression, the exercises run a little differently, but we're able to get a little closer, um, a little closer with like correcting form, and also giving more knowledge, like closer knowledge, like, hey, this is why we're doing this, and you're getting, you're still being taught right. during that exercise. Going to small group, that's where we start to lose a little bit of the personalization, a lot, a lot of the personalization. <laughs> it's much more of a, a small class. You're still learning how the exercises should go. You're learning progression. You're learning good form. Um, not as much as a semi-private or the one-on-one, but you're still, you're still being taught very closely by your, your fitness professional. And then there's uh, our, our functional circuit class. That's anywhere between you know, 10 to 16 people running in, in circuit rotation still following, again, those three elements. And then we do yoga. And then the yoga is basically strength in the mind, strength in the body. So the, the brand is and where health and fitness come together are basically your mind and body being in sync. So before you're going to do anything physically um, to benefit yourself, it's going to come down to you coming, you becoming stronger mentally. 
Um, and so that's a huge thing that we teach here as well. So um, we do it all, all in a functional, practical way. Definitely. So I could think of like, you know, uh, a physical workout plan, like, hey, go lift, you know, do uh, dumbbell curls or bench press or squat. But when you say you, you strengthen people mentally, like, how do you do that? Go do some, some mental sit-ups? Or yeah, yeah, how, yeah. You know, how does that work? No, definitely. Like, you know, people don't really think about it that way. No, it, 100%. Yeah. It's like a, I'm not going to say it's a side effect of working out, but it definitely, um, just, just kind of break that down for me. How do you help people strengthen yeah, yeah, themselves yeah, 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 yeah. mentally? So, strengthen people, to strengthen somebody mentally, um, it truly comes down, it truly comes down to them being able to slow down their mind um, and break things down into the raw sense of things. What I mean by that is, you have to take some time, some dedicated time, to sit back and have an awareness of all these things that are like yelling at you in your mind. Um, and so you can kind of think about it like this. Like, Jordan, voice one, wants to go work out and get healthy, right? Yeah. But Jordan, voice two, wants to sit on the couch and eat potato chips, right? Yeah. But Jordan, voice three, right here, wants to, like, maybe go do some drugs let's, yeah. let's smoke some weed and drink some beers go out right yeah. let's have fun let's party and then voice over here well we want to like be a, a, a very successful business owner and then a, da, 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 and they got all these voices right yeah. and so we kind of get lost on what we should do and with all these different voices wanting to pull you either which way and you don't have a defining a defining um, idea of what you want to do what basically, I, I call this the darkness. You're kind of stuck in the darkness and there's like these lights that you're trying to follow to get out of the darkness, but there's so many different lights you don't know which way to go. Um, these different lights are these different voices. So that's kind of like your mind and being lost in your mind. So when it comes down to a, if you want to become physically better, it's going to take consistency in a gym. So you're going to have to go to the gym or consistency in activity. So you're going to have to go on those dedicated walks we talked about. Or you're going to have to go out in nature and take your hikes, but you're going to have to get, out, get off the couch. Yeah. But if voice one today is saying beats voice two, which is like let's take the walk, and voice three or voice one or two or three, whatever the case is, <laughs> wants you to eat the potato chips. Yeah. Like now you're going to have what they call decision fatigue and you're going to be like, you know what? I'm sitting on the couch. It's the easier option. The easier option usually wins. So you have to strengthen your mind. And to strengthen your mind, again, like I said, we, I, tell, I, I, I basically build a perspective around what I just said there with my clients. Like, and it's about spending a lot of time with them to understand different concepts. That was just one concept of yeah. many. Um, but to truly define what your purpose is and your desire is. And that's the very baseline. Um, and that is a mental thing. To, to truly define, um, and here's a quick here's a here's a quick one for you guys um, who are watching this. If you want to do something, um, a very like and again practical task, but an awesome exercise, I have one for you. I do this myself uh, at least at least once a week, um, and I try to get my clients to do this um, from time to time as well, um, who really need to define their purpose. But like, find a, what is your desire? Find your desire. What is your desire? Right? Like, what is your purpose? Um, how do you do that? Find it this way. Write down three words. What do you want out of life? Not general. Don't just say happy. I want to be happy. What does happy mean to you? Put that word down. But three words. Well, I really like this fourth word. Doesn't count. Doesn't get to go in there. If it's not enough to take this one out, then it's not in, the, it's not in your purpose. Remember, you're going to want hundreds of things. What are the three things you really want? Write it down. Once you write those down, write one sentence that will get you to those three words and that sentence that one sentence ain't going to be filled with fluff it can't be a fucking run on i'm not looking for a giant book right? right i'm looking for one sentence that would hit all three of those words circle that shit 
And then when you're going to make a decision in life, if it does not follow those three words in that one sentence, if it's not going to get you there, then you don't do it. It's easier to make your decisions this way because you know what your purpose is. If you don't know what your purpose is, you will be lost. In any case, that was an example of one way I helped my clients strengthen their mind practically. Because remember, you'd always just say, well, just meditate. What does that mean, right? Right, right, And meditating with, which is why we have yoga as one of our, as one of our things is, is another, is another bit to strengthen your mind. And it's a matter of, if taking a dedicated time to define these voices and to, to shine light on them. Where are these voices coming from and why? Because they're never going to stop. You have to not be bothered by them. And this was kind of something that we were talking about earlier is that it's a matter of taking dedicated time to define these voices, these different voices, define your, your purpose, shine light on them so that you can, you can be aware of them yeah. and then do not let them bother you moving forward. That way when Chip, when uh, Jordan, who wants to eat chips on the couch, says, time to eat chips. Jordan, who wants the business, falls into my three words. And Jordan, who wants the business, whether this is the harder one or the easy one at the time, wins every single time. Gotcha. There, is not, there is not going to be, uh, maybe, maybe today I can do this because I worked out this many days this week. No, there's no justification because there is only one, there is only one path. When I'm in the darkness, I see only one light shine. And I'm constantly on my way to that light, no matter what. That's huge. That's so. huge. I really think that's a great uh, point. So just to kind of break some of the stuff uh, that you just said, Jordan, just to kind of break some of it down. So I think the, what you're saying is the, the, the base, the core where everything happens is awareness. Yep. So whether that's in the gym or outside the gym, you come into the gym and let's say you get a personal trainer, they're going to assign a base. This is where you are right now. And you have to assess where you are before you can move forward. You have to have that awareness. And just like mentally, you know, if you have that, that tendency or I listen to this voice or I listen to this voice, you have to become aware of what voice you're listening to, what effect it's getting you, and if that's really what you want. Because if it's not, there's ways to, to alter it and to strengthen yourself. But if you're not aware of it, you can't change it. Yep, 100%. 100%. Could you give me an example of how that, for, for that exercise you just gave us? Could you do it for yourself? Like, what would your three, your three words be, and how would you tie that together in a sentence? Not to put you on the hot no, seat. No, 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 absolutely. No, absolutely. Um, so a couple, of, a couple ones that are, so this, this, is, this is one right now that I have. Mm-hmm. There's, there's three words here that I, uh, that I, I go towards pretty much in every, in, in every area of my life, right? So here's the case. First thing is excitement, okay. right? So excitement, got to have excitement. That's the way that I define happiness. Um, if you want to be happy in life, you need to be excited in, in life. I like that. Um, so staying excited, leadership. So leadership, I need to be a leader. Like this is just, I've based all my life off of leadership. So leadership is huge. I need to have leadership in my life and greatness. Um, for greatness, it's more for me defined as becoming my absolute best self. Um, if I'm not my absolute best self, then I haven't gotten what I want out of life, right? So greatness, um, greatness, leadership, uh, greatness, leadership, and which one am I missing out? Greatness, leadership, and excitement. And excitement, yeah. So these three things, right? And my one sentence is this. I will create the leader in the industry of fitness. I will create the company that's the leader in, it, in the industry of fitness and helping people become better and helping people become the, the and helping people accomplish things not only physically but mentally 
um, as well as like just essentially helping charities and helping people. So like the biggest thing is like this is my this is my one sentence. I'm gonna create an organization of people. I'm gonna create and lead an organization of people that is the leader in its industry and helps everyone get better. Simple as that. So I guess that's the idea. I guess that's the idea. Definitely. That makes it make more sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. So as far as, I don't know, there's just a lot of different things I feel like I can ask you, but just like from, from the, the brief interaction, this is my first time actually meeting Jordan. Yeah, it's my first but, time ever being on a podcast, hey. so sorry for like my like choppy weirdness and like changing nah, things so talking too much it's, it's totally all natural, you know <laughs> i like the the flow of the the podcast to be like that it's just a natural you know conversation yeah. but one of the things i really noticed about you is like you like to go the extra mile uh, you like to go 120 so whether it was when you were training that lady and you were 22 years old or yeah, just yeah. showing up like that's how you got into personal training how you got the eight yeah, weeks yeah, yeah. just going that extra mile showing up uh so I, that's like a, a habit i feel like you've developed at this point in time uh, but I just wanted to point out that that's a habit that anybody can develop. Yeah, yeah. And how did you how did you start that? Was this, was this a conscious decision that you know to to pay attention to the little details where you can give extra, or how did you really start to develop that characteristic? Well, man, you know, I guess I guess I can I guess I can bring it all the way back here. Um, there's so I kind of grew up. Um, I kind of grew up not in the best household. Basically, the, the case was we didn't have a lot of money. Um, our family kind of involved in a lot of drugs and stuff. I'm not 100% sure all the story behind it. Um, we'd move around house to house. I'm not sure if rent was being paid or anything like that. Um, at one point, we are living in a condemned house. Um, <laughs> you know, things like that. My mom and dad split. You know, the whole thing's messed up. Like, we're, we're not really stable by any means. I'm sleeping in a basement one night, and I look up... Um, and I look up, and at a young age, like, this is roughly, I mean, this isn't so bad, but I mean, it's roughly, like, seventh grade or so. I look up at the ceiling, and I am looking at, like, cobwebs in a basement. No, there's no, like, it's not, it's not a good basement. It's, a, there's ductwork, and there's cobwebs, and um, I'm looking up at the ceiling, and I just was thinking to myself, like, man, like, why, why do I have to live in this shitty place? Why do we have to not have anything why do I have to have shitty clothes and like at the time I mean I didn't talk to anybody at school it was like I just I was more of an observer <laughs> like I, I wasn't like a, a talkative kid in school or anything and uh, and I wasn't very good in school either when I was at that age like I just didn't care about it like I just felt like the whole world was like like fuck the world basically and um I'm looking up and there's this one moment where I'm looking up at the at the um at the ceiling and I say to myself um, if, if I want better, because lately I'm just letting whatever like happens to me, happens to me because I'm letting somebody else do it. Right. Somebody else is doing this to me. Like I'm just, I'm just a, a product of, uh, of what I've been subject to basically. Yeah. So like, much a victim. And, 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 there's, and at that age, you really have no other choice. I'm staring at the ceiling and I think no more, like no more, like I'm not going to. Be, I'm not going to wait around for somebody to do it for me. If I don't want this, it won't come down to them doing it for me. If I want something more out of life, it won't be good luck. It won't be I'll stay hopeful maybe. It's 
I'm going to get up out of this damn bed and I'm going to make it happen. Yeah. And from that moment on, I, and, I, and I ran away then, uh, <laughs> not that night, but the next day I packed my shit. I went to my buddy's house and I, I moved around until I eventually, uh, until a family with my, my brother and his, uh, my brother and his, his, uh, his now, his wife with three kids, but their, their parents took me in, um, when I was, uh, saw a freshman, freshman in college, or high school, so a freshman in high school, so it was roughly about a year of just, like, not living anywhere, particularly um, eighth grade, so some seventh grade and eighth grade, just kind of just doing whatever, just trying to, like, get by, um, and and it was just, like, doing whatever I could to just get better, that, that's exactly what it was, like, what do I need to do to get better, what do I need to do to get out of this situation, and then it was football, like, and this is what I'm going to bring this back to. Then it was football that truly did this as the coaches in football. So this is, this is how it happened. So I, uh, I started playing football because we had played football our whole life. Like street yeah. football, street football, yeah. right? And uh, I started playing football and like same mentality. Just if, it's, if I'm going to get better, I'm going to work for it. I'm going to work my ass off for it. I'm going to, I'm going to work my ass off. I'm going to get the spot. But I wasn't the biggest dude. I was a small guy, weighed like 145 pounds or some shit like that, and uh, whatever. And the first game, they didn't start me. I didn't play one play that game. I didn't get in for one fucking play as a freshman, right? I didn't get mad about that. I didn't get mad at the coaches. Oh, fuck these coaches, man. I worked my ass off, man. I was waking up at like 5 in the morning to go to the gym, and I know now that I shouldn't have been doing that, but I was going to the gym at, at 5 in the morning, going to school, getting out of school, going to practice. I was doing like two days. I was doing two days, three days a week with my buddy Alex picking me up in the morning. And, uh, and I didn't start, didn't start. After all that hard work, like, I didn't feel sorry for myself. I thought one thing, not next week. Not fucking next week. That's the one thought in my head. And it was that, I remember on the sidelines, feeling embarrassed. My family's there to watch the first, my first high school game. And, um, you know, I'm embarrassed. And I'm, I'm pissed off. I'm being human about it. But I just thought, not next week. And, uh, and I didn't, didn't. I, did, I went 100 fucking percent. I went 100 percent in school. I went 100 percent at, at that practice. Every practice I was there, I was the first person to the line. I was the first person on the field. I was the last person off the field every day of practice. I went into those drills. I mean, I got as many reps as I could. I didn't give a shit. I didn't give a shit if I had a cut in line. <laughs> I, was getting more, I was getting more reps than anybody else. I made sure of it. I, didn't, I wasn't holding my head. By the way, we got our ass kicked that game. We I got our asses handed to us oh, that man. game. It was a blowout. As if they killed us, they always did. Terrible. Rock Island. <laughs> they always did the first game, right? In any case, the last, the last day of practice before the game, um, and throughout that week, I had been they had taken me up from the B team, started like repping me in with the first team, nice. and then I was like, "Fuck yeah!" And uh, the, the kid wasn't happy about it, but I outplayed him. I just outworked him really. He's a bigger kid than me. But I outworked him, and I had a really cool coach who I still um, keep in contact with now. Uh, but the dude is nuts. Here's the case: he made a comment to the whole, to the whole, the whole fucking team the Thursday before the game. He said, "Listen, I want to make." And he always brought at least one person. I want to make up. I want to make. I want to shout out one person. I want to like bring one person up and shine some light on. He brought me up, and he was like, "Jordan didn't play one game last week. Like he know, he knew, and he went harder than every single one of you in practice." And he's going to start next, next. That was like how he was telling me that I was starting. Yeah. And, he's, and he always had these speeches, dude. Coach Booker was the craziest dude ever. <laughs> but like, and he's going to start next week, right? And, and like, you guys got your asses kicked and most of you starters who played every game, you guys, you know, 
you felt sorry for yourself. He fucking worked his ass off. I started every single game after that. By the way, we shut out our entire that, – that year we shut out – playing defense, we shut out our entire fucking conference. Not one team in our conference even scored on our defense. Oh, man. So not only did we win every game, but not, none even scored on us. So that didn't happen our senior year. We were supposed to be like this big thing, but whatever. Like we got our asses <laughs> kicked in our senior year. We were supposed to be the big team, and then it didn't happen yeah. for whatever reason. But, you know um, – for the freshman year, that doesn't matter. Like it did happen. <laughs> yeah. uh, in any case, in any case, it was from then on. So then, my senior year, my sophomore year, I started. I played up my sophomore year in varsity. I started my boss. My bar, I started every game my varsity year when I was, or my, my junior year when I was in varsity, and my senior year, and ended up playing college football after that. Um, but it was very much football, um, football, that I based my performance off of. Um, but it was that that made me think. It was like that moment where it was like. Anything can be achievable if you just like if you just show the fuck up and yeah. give your one hundred percent every every time every chance any chance you get. So huge. To make a, a long story short, or a short story long as shit. I'm sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> that was that was actually you know pretty motivational. You know, I could probably make a movie about that. <laughs> but what I'm curious, and I'll have like some some breakdowns and stuff like that after this question. But after you know that that week of just going. Hard in the paint. Did you keep that same level of intensity? Did it get higher? Did it diminish from there? Because I know you said you started after that, so that baseline was yeah. set. But did you ever dip underneath that that level of um, output? No, dude. I I always thought of it like this. I always thought of it like this. Um, when I got that starting position, I didn't think that I deserved it because I was better than them. I thought that, that he gave that to me because I outworked them so I didn't think that I deserved it I never thought that I deserved it although I took it 100% yeah. and went 100% right? <laughs> um, so what, I, what I'm trying to say was I was I, I, was, I didn't go home, I didn't like play that and we, we beat that game we, that second week obviously we won we won the rest of the games for the for the uh, regular season we won we won we won all those games we only lost one game that year one I didn't play one playing maybe right. it was me maybe. no I'm just kidding say, I'm just kidding no. Say that. <laughs> no no I don't know maybe maybe not but that team always whooped our ass <laughs> in any case, in any case, in any case uh, no, no, no. Like I, I never, I, and I still have this mentality now. No matter how good I'm doing, I'm not doing good enough. Yeah. Like no matter how good I'm doing, it's one bad day that could send me back. Mm-hmm. No, like no matter what. Even in business now, now I run my business. Like I had a really good, like I had a really, really good week. And actually, over this weekend, um, over this this weekend on Sunday is probably the slowest speed I've been at in a couple of months. And I had to, and I had to stop and really tell myself, like, yo, Monday, you're hitting it fucking hard. You're getting back to it. Like, okay, you had one good, okay, you had you had a good month, you had a good couple of months. Like, you thought you, you know you're in a place, a much higher place than you thought you would have been. Um, you're doing very well. It could end tomorrow. Get back to it. Like, you you've slowed down on this because you're starting to get complacent. You're thinking like, oh, this money's going to regularly come in, or oh, you're just going to constantly get new clients. Doesn't work that way. You know, things are good, great. Time to get better. Right. Like time to fucking push. Time to push harder. It's the same mentality I have now that I had back then. Yeah, I have this starting spot. Great. How can I do better? How can I be the best on the? How can I be the best on the defense? How can I? How can I like get my name in the paper? How can I play? How can they put me up in varsity when I was a freshman? Never happened. But yeah. but <laughs> but like I. But I mean, I always that was my mindset though. It was never. It was never okay. I deserve this, and I've never. Um, and I've never had that. Like I've never had that. I, I always think in my head, and maybe it's a, maybe maybe this is a negative thing. I have a good. I, I probably if there's one thing I probably lack in, and I need to work on because I'm not perfect by any means. I still. 
personally growing myself um, is a matter of self-confidence um, and, and at least rewarding myself when, when I do well. I just always think I'm not doing well right. and I need to do better. So maybe that's a negative thing. But I always, I always tell myself, you don't deserve this. You've worked for this. But like, you don't, you don't like just deserve this thing. You're not gonna, you're not, it's not going to stay. Right. You have to get better. Okay, 100%. I respect that. So my question for you, well, let me backtrack. Let me uh, break down just kind of what I heard. So pretty much, you know, you didn't take anything for granted. You didn't take anything like, all right, this is mine. I got this thing and put my feet up. Like, it, yeah, that, was never, that was never the case. It was always a matter of staying hungry and looking for the next thing. I'm not sure who it was that said this, but uh, maybe it was Damon John. Maybe it was... Um, the guy that wrote the book, You Can't Hurt Me, but pretty much what he was saying. Oh, dude. Uh, David, David Goggins. Goggins. Yeah, dude, yeah, yeah, David yeah. Goggins is He's a beast. Man. He's a beast. Um, but Fuck pretty you, much. David yeah, shout out David Goggins. <laughs> <laughs> but pretty much, uh, I think it was Goggins. What he was saying was pretty much people would make it to XYZ yeah, and they'd yeah. make this achievement. And that'd be great. You know, you could celebrate that thing. But the problem would be not setting the next goal. Yeah. You know? So definitely that was something that you did great, uh, especially you never really set a base. It was after I'm here, all right, what's the next stone? What's the next stone? And that's awesome. But I feel like that might also intimidate some of the people who are listening. Like, all right, well, that's kind of intense. You yeah. know? I'm not this. I'm not this gung-ho person. So I just want to point out that your pacing is 100% up to you. Yeah, yeah. But that direction... Like with the, the, the health thing, with the fitness yeah. thing, the direction is the thing that's most important. Yeah, yeah. There was never like, okay, I'm going to go up this day, and then the next day I'm not going to do that. Yeah, yeah, so I, see, it, I see what you're saying, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Because yeah. look, you know, some, some people might be listening like, man, you're, you're going to break something going at that pace. <laughs> and I mean, maybe you have, maybe, maybe you've injured yourself, maybe you have it. Uh, but it's all part of the process. It really yeah. just depends on what it is you want to get out of what you're doing. And that's going to affect the, the level of intensity that you're bringing to whatever it is you're doing. The most important thing is you know what it is you want and you stay moving in that direction, which is what I heard that you did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. It's a, it, that's 100%. That's 100% exactly what it is. I mean, it's uh, just – I think just what you said, dude. It's just not not ever becoming complacent, constantly having a goal. And, um, and I think that's kind of the deal. I know, and I and I kind of just said, you know, there's no ending point for me. There's no, there's no, this is another David Goggins thing, but there's no finish line. Like, there's no finish line for me. Um, like, here's the thing, dude. This thing here, this business right here, is uh, I've named, I named Big Fitness, Big Fitness for one reason, dude. It's not, it's not gonna be anything small. Like, it's gonna be big. Um, another big thing, another big reason why I called it Big Fitness is that. I want this thing to grow into something that helps millions and millions of people um, around the world. If not billions, that'd be great, right? Yeah. Um, it's going to be much more than a gym and much more than just a personal training company that that eventually starts to help billions of people, right? Um, but the idea is that if you want something, there may not be a finish line, but you need to have something, your desire, your purpose constantly there for you to see you need to see and verbalize your your um your desires and your passions every morning and every night if you read the book um if you read the book think and grow rich which nice. by the way read think and grow rich if you're li listening to this podcast you're probably listening to this podcast because you want to be a champion or you want to be better in life let me tell you something the foundation of that 
is going to be very clearly written out for you in the book, Think and Grow Rich. Get it ASAP. I make no money off of it. I just know <laughs> that it will help you. Um, so link in the bio. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm just kidding though. I truly don't sell that book and I, I'm not going to be selling that book, but get that book. I mean, read that book because that book is fucking awesome. And uh, I use it as like a Bible uh, for like everything. I go back and read that book right now. Currently, every uh, Monday night, I meet with uh, one of my buddies from up Chicago and we go over chapter by chapter. And we end that, we end the night with uh, some words on how this uh, the particular chapter is relating to our current life and how we're going to better our life moving forward using the content in that book, but also what we're thankful for. And um, I think that's also a huge thing. But in any case, for big fitness, um, I put the word big in there so that I can see my goal every day, not only in a journal, not only in my wallet, because if I get, got my wallet out, my business card has all of my monetary goals. Oh, that's um, not, I thought you yeah, if I, you know, if I had it, yeah, something else. Oh, I can take it. Oh, yeah, yeah. My, I said big fitness. I was like, oh, there you go. Oh no, 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 straight up. But yeah, but <laughs> no. So all my monetary goals and things are, are on my business card. That way, every time I open my wallet, I see it. But every time I look at my logo, that's on my business that I come to every day, I see my goal, big fitness. So find a way, find a way to constantly see your goals, um, and then no finish line, no finish line. Like, there's no finish line. You just, you just keep getting better. You just keep doing better. You just keep getting the people around you better. Um, become contagious, almost annoying with your positivity. And, uh, I love it. And that, is how, and that is how you will become successful in life. That's huge. So I still want to dig a little bit more into yeah, yeah, your yeah. story. Uh, going back to the, to the Shorten the answers thing, right? a little bit. I'll shorten uh, the answers. I'm a, dude, I'm a talker. This is how I, I'm telling you. Go ahead. Look, look, you know, just communicate how you want to communicate. Yeah. I'm totally fine with it. Because if, if I feel like there's something that might overwhelm people, I'll just ask questions and break it down. Like, Absolutely. Like I've been doing. So yeah, I'm, you've been killing it. Because of you, man. Appreciate, so, appreciate. Uh, appreciate you, dog. So the thing I want to kind of hone in on. So there was you, and this is you starting. And then there were the people who were starting that first game who maybe, you know, the guy that lost his spot. So how do you, uh, from what I've heard about you and what you've said, it seems that you have a way of keeping, you, you don't bullshit yourself. And I feel like uh, a reason why a lot of people are unsuccessful or not as successful as they'd like to be is because they bullshit themselves or they mm -hmm. sugarcoat things. And so I really want to dig into where or how did you start to just keep things G with yourself and... Really, how other people can start doing the same thing. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, no, like, I should look this yeah. way, but I don't. Or I, I'm still going to the gym, but it's okay if I eat this kind of way or whatever. Yeah. They're just like so sabotaging themselves out of the the full results that they could yeah, have. Yeah, um, dude, feedback is the only way to get better, man. Um, you're right, and not lying to yourself and and being real with yourself. It comes down to this. And I say this, I say this all the time. I got this from football. I got this from Coach Booker. Get the job done. Like, here's the deal. No excuse that you come up with, no justification, gets you to where you wanna be in life. Doesn't matter how big, how small. Right. If you wanna become the best runner in the world and you, and you lose both your fucking kneecaps, or you lose both your fucking legs from your kneecap down, you better get some fucking amputee or, or some, uh, you better get like some, uh, what do you call those, those prosthetic legs and get back on the fucking grind because it's not a big enough excuse for you to stop. Like, if you want it, then you take it um, and you get the fucking job done. My, my coach would always say that. And I think what really instilled this into my head was I'm, I'm a big excuse maker myself. <laughs> I can't okay. tell. I can't tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so like, no, I mean, here's the deal. Here's the deal. I, and I, I, 
that 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 get the job done is in my head very hard from this from that and I it's it's gotten me through it. It's got me through like, yo, you're making an excuse. You're making an excuse mm-hmm. like and shine light on it and get rid of it um, because it doesn't get the job done. If you want the job done, you have to get around that no matter what. It's like, hey, you have to be real with yourself. Like you don't – like for example, like this particular podcast we're doing right now, I feel like I'm fucking just absolutely destroying it because I just can't get my fucking thoughts in order. So like think about that. Like I'm just making an excuse like, well, maybe uh, – you know, whatever. Not making an excuse but I'm just thinking like right when I get done with this, I'm going to – Think about and write down what what I need to do to get better in the next podcast that I do. That's in my head right now as we're as we're doing this podcast, and that's real um, because I think I'm sucking right now, which is <laughs> which is what which is which is essentially which is essentially what has, what gets me makes me better on a daily basis because like you have to constantly be you have to constantly be self evaluating yourself. You have to c- constantly be self evaluating so that you can shine light on the shittiness that you are. And to get better from, and you you just cannot be, you just cannot like you're gonna suck. There's no way around it. You're just gonna suck and suck and suck until you don't. Right. Um, I learned how to play the guitar when I was in college. I wanted to have the best season of my life. Um, so I took six months and I didn't drink alcohol. I didn't party. I uh, I lived in a college house um, with two That's guys with two Whoa. guys two guys who loved to party. Um, two of my best friends. They loved to party. They loved to drink. Smoke weed, right? Do the whole thing, um, and that's it's totally cool. Uh, but I want to get better, right? So I live in a house, and our house was very much a party house. And uh, and I was playing football, and it was about it was just off the spring season. I had six months. I was like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go hard as fuck. I'm gonna become the fastest, strongest, strongest I ever been. So I worked out anywhere between two to three times a day. My calories in were about six thousand to six thousand five hundred calories. And I wanted to learn, and I wanted to not learn, I wanted to find a way to get myself from not doing that. So I distracted myself from learning how to play the guitar. So what I did was I'd go up in my room and I'd play the fucking guitar. And I'd play the guitar to distract myself and, and keep myself busy so that I didn't go downstairs and drink with the, with the boys and whoever else was partying. Um, and I, that's, how, that's how I learned how to play the guitar. I can play the guitar now. But there's one thing, I, there's a very, 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 very um, important lesson that I learned in that six months of playing the guitar and, and, and getting better in football, but playing the guitar in general, is that like any skill in the world, like any skill in the world, you getting better at life, like in success, that's a skill. It takes a shit ton of sucking at before you are good at it. It takes a shit ton of failure. It takes a shit ton of self-evaluation. It takes a shit ton of feedback, taking that feedback, applying it, failing again, taking more feedback. Why didn't that work, right? Um, and that's you sucking. I played that guitar and I sucked I, for a fucking year. Like that six months was great. I never got good during that six months. Nobody <laughs> wanted to hear me play. Listen to this lick I got. I just learned this lick on the guitar. Jordan, get that fucking guitar out of here, man. You suck. <laughs> like, dude, but I've been doing it. I've been picking this up like every fucking day for the past like fucking six Damn. months, man. Get out of here. I don't want to hear that. Nobody wants to hear you fucking practicing. But I kept picking it up. And 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 then my fingers started to move a little quicker, right? And then notice it. Then my fucking strum pattern started getting a little more clean. And then I started to be able to run some scales. And then I was like, oh, shit. Like, a year later, I can sort of play a song. <laughs> Like, <laughs> they still don't want to fucking listen to me. And it's like, now I've been playing guitar for like three years, and now I can, uh, four years, roughly a little more than that. Um, and now I, can, now I can play the guitar, right? And it happened, and it took a shit ton of time. Guess what? It's the same thing with success. 
pick up the guitar every day, you suck. You can only play for 30 minutes when you first start because your fucking fingers start bleeding because you don't have any calluses built, so you can't even try. You don't even get full-hour sessions, two-hour sessions. Three hours isn't even in the question. Like, that's the same thing with success. And, uh, and that's kind of the whole deal is with, um, with it, is that, like, people just kept telling me I sucked, and then I was like, fuck, all right, well, like, and then I kept telling myself, I said, like, but you got to keep picking it up. And that's the idea. Like, and so the big thing is to completely go off again from like the thing, like how do, how did I do it? Get the fucking job done came from a coach. I was making an excuse and the excuse was, the excuse was whatever. Like I didn't fill the hole. Well, I got tripped. Well, they grabbed, they're holding me. Well, um, like, you know, well, they, they called the wrong play in the huddle. Like, guess what? My coach would always say, would always shut me the fuck up and he would look at me straight in my face and say, Jordan, get the fucking job done. He did not care what I was saying. And it was good. He did not care what I was saying. And he said, get the fucking job done. Because guess what? Maybe they were holding. Maybe I did trip. Maybe, maybe they did call the wrong play. And guess what? That doesn't change the fact that they just made a touchdown. End of story. So when it comes to football, when I thought about that and thought about that, like, you're right. Like, coach was right. Why listen to why? Why be like, okay, Jordan, you're right. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, you're right. They, they made a touchdown. A, they called the wrong play. Like, that's, A, what does that do to help me? Right. And self-evaluating, again, um, was like, yeah, get the fucking job done. Like, oh, well, I got three kids, so I can't make it to the, get the fucking job done. Oh, well, I worked eight hours. Get the fucking job done. Oh, well, I, I worked midnights and my back hurts. That's not going to fucking get the calories down and the exercises up. Right. It just, there's no excuse you can tell me, oh, well, I got this disease. I don't give a fuck. Unless, like, it's like a disease that truly puts you down, in which case you should still not feel sorry for yourself. Why would you do that to yourself through the end of your life to just feel sorry for yourself? Like, yes, it's fucked and it's sad and it's fucked up and there's no way around it. I've had some experiences in my own life with these issues, not myself, but people and loved ones, right? And here's the thing that I always said to them when I had the chance, um... And it's, don't let this get you fucking down, man. There's no, there's no excuse for you to feel this way. Live the rest of your life as positive and as powerful as possible because that's the only way you should live. Right. No matter what, no matter what. And I get it. Like, well, Jordan, nobody has ever told, no, you've never gotten cancer and you've never gotten um, Alzheimer's or not Alzheimer's, sorry. Like, Luke Garrett, and you're not like on your deathbed. But if I was, I guarantee you one thing. I guarantee you one thing. I would not feel sorry for myself. I'd live it positively. I'd live it with a smile and I'd have everybody else around me with a smile. Nobody would feel sorry for me because that is, there's no reason for that. You, let me tell you something real quick because I know I go off on these tangents real quick. <laughs> let me tell you something real quick though. This is the last <laughs> bit. I'm going to let you go. Here's the thing, man. Here's the thing. Like, here's the thing you have to always think about when, you, when you're coming up with excuses you're feeling sorry for yourself. Um, and you're not, and you're, you're feeling bad about self-evaluation or you're like acting in emotion, acting with emotion as somebody's having a bad day and they yell at you It ruined your whole day. You have to think about this. Here's the thing. Some of the smartest people in the world have come up with that. The fact that me and my man JP here are having a conversation in front of this phone to put this podcast out, it's a one in 400 trillion chance with all of the death that's happened in the world, with all of genocide, with all of the slavery, with all of the... Everything you can think of, one in 400 trillion chance that we have this conversation. So we're pretty fucking lucky, right? Yeah. Well, let's put it this way. The smartest people in the world have also figured out that life in and of itself is theoretically impossible. So not only have we beat the odds of impossibility, but now we've beat the odds of one in 400 trillion chance. You think I'm wasting my time 
with negative thoughts? You think I'm wasting my time with feeling sorry for myself? You think I'm wasting my time thinking, well, you know, maybe if this happened, then it would turn out different. Maybe if, if I lived in a, in a family that had a bunch of money and they could give me all the money that I needed to get my business started. Guess what? Fucking life happens. And you are lucky as fuck. And this thing that we live in is fucking amazing. Like, there is nothing better than this. Why? It's one of the only... You only know that this is the only thing that exists. You have the most complex thing that exists in the universe right here. It's called the fucking human brain. We don't even understand it yet. It's the most important thing. You have to understand. This is the most complex thing in the, uni in the known universe. And you have it. And you also have this amazing experience. Don't waste it on feeling like you had a bad day because somebody yelled at you. Don't waste it fucking feeling sorry for yourself and making excuses. Don't waste it because you're fucking tired. Be the best human being you can be because you owe it to yourself. Because you're just lucky enough to have the chance to do it. I'm going to let that sit for a second. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to let that sit for a second because that's real shit. You know, that's real shit. Mm -hmm. And I'm, it, it sounds like, okay, well, Jordan, it's easy for you to say that you got your... You got your fucking gym, you got your man bun, your nice hair, you got your big quads, and like, you know, but honestly, but honestly you know, he, he makes a, a valid point, no matter if your life is great or you hate that shit right now, it could always be worse, and there's a lot of people, there's a lot of things in this universe who can't do what we do, you know, you could be a tree that's stuck, or you could be a person that, you know, yeah, has control over their life. I love that. 100%, that's real. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I won't get into a tangent. I'll try to keep it straight. <laughs> no, you're good. So there's a couple of different things you said that really that really stuck with me. So obviously the need for uh, feedback. So you can get feedback from other people yeah. as well as from yourself. So I was actually listening to uh, – I was I, so I've invested in a lot of different courses and stuff like that. So Ty Lopez has this thing called the 67 Steps. I've went through it before. I'm currently going back through it. And today he was talking about the people who are – who go on uh, American Idol, right? Yeah. And, you know, some of the people are decent, some of the people are great, but the, the entertainment comes from the people who are really good and the people who, who suck ass and don't even know they suck ass, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go up there and they get offended, and the reason why is because they don't have that honest feedback, yeah. whether it's from themselves or the people that's around them. So the ability to, to give yourself honest feedback is honestly crucial. Not only that, but you have to be comfortable within yourself. So the reason why it didn't bother you, the people not wanting to listen to you or yeah, yeah. people telling you that you sucked, it didn't matter because you knew you sucked. Yeah, yeah. It'd be different if you thought, uh, I'm not, I don't even know anybody who, who's great at guitar, but if you thought you were just this, this god of rock or whatever yeah, yeah. And, and people told you you sucked, you'd feel a type of way about it. But because you'd already accepted it, that enabled you to go ahead and, and take the action necessary to, to make it to where you could play songs. And not only that, look at the time frame. A year later, he could barely play a song or half play a song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like you can't be so hungry for, for the result that you have to have it instantly. You have to be, I would say, hungrier that you can pursue it no matter what's going on. Like we were talking about earlier, doing whatever it takes, whatever it takes. Yeah. So my question for you, and I think this is something that happens just for anybody who's really striving for success you have that level of self-accountability where you're real with yourself and the, the self-assessment always happens, but you always see where you can grow. There's yeah. always like, all right, well, I could have did this better. I could have did this better. 
And so if you're not careful with yourself, you can easily come into this place where you are undervaluing yourself or not appreciating yourself because you, you expect yourself to be perfect yeah. or there's always more work to do so you can't celebrate. So you get into this space of you're just in this box where it's like I have to get better because I'm not good enough. And then yeah, it's yeah. just like I'm not good enough. It's, yeah, yeah. It's the this is the message that you send yourself. So how do you holistically um, embrace improvement? while also accepting yourself as you are in the moment? Yeah, you know, that's that's interesting question because I've been thinking a lot about this lately because I think that people who are very strong-minded, people who are very strong-minded and work very hard on becoming better, um, I thought to myself, how do you know, how do they know, and this is not a question that I really have a good answer for, can't tell you that I've like that I've really figured this one out 100%. Appreciate the transparency. <laughs> I mean, we're all human, right? right? But, Nobody uh, has anything 100% figured out. Absolutely, it's absolutely. It's, it's, it's all a growing process, but this is, what, this is one thing um, that, I, that I have been thinking about lately. But like somebody who has built their mind um, and callous their mind, as Goggins, Goggins would say, because I love that. I, I, I absolutely love that. Like calloused their mind. Um, to not to not take like feedback negatively and use it um, and be able to suffer through the things you have to suffer through and always remembering that your su- your suffering is your gift because it makes you better. If you can just suffer through anything, how do you know your suffering is first of all worth it um, when there's no real difference between like suffering for something you want and suffer- suffering through something you're just suffering through? Um, and then how do you know like when when like enough is enough with this bit, when it's all about persisting through suffering to get to where you want to get get to, and like persisting through sucking at something until you get to where you want to get it, how do you really know that this thing is like a thing that you should be suffering right. through? Um, because you're just so good at suffering through things and getting better. <laughs> um, that I don't have a huge uh, a great answer for outside of just a, just overemphasizing desire and always knowing always knowing like exactly what you what you want out of life so that you know what to suffer through and what not to suffer through um but but how to like not how to not just be telling yourself you suck all the time um and and feel feel like this is like hey like at least I can be happy with that I am that I am doing this uh I don't know for me it comes through it comes through tidbits um it comes through um for me to like sit back and really like be like, all right, you're fucking killing it, um, and like you 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 building self confidence. I said earlier, like there's one thing that I can work on in my life is self confidence because it's like, oh, you just suck. You got to get better. You just suck. You got to get better. Um, constantly like trying to get better. Um, yeah, it's when like my client comes back and like has lost a bunch of weight and has said something or sent something to me. <laughs> a couple of my clients. Made a shirt of my face. It's pretty awesome. I saw it's that. Yeah. That shit's clean. <laughs> it's, it's, that shit's clean. Uh, yeah, like things like that. Like I know I'm making a huge impact in their life um, with what I'm doing. Obviously, it, I don't suck if they're making impacts in their life, right? Obviously, I don't suck when you know one of my clients loses a bunch of weight or does something significantly successful in their life. I got another client this weekend. She's going to do her first ever half marathon. Nice. She's super excited. Um, Good luck. Like, Taking, yeah, taking one next, like one terrifying step at a time um, to get better, and she's killing it. Definitely proud of her. Um, so that'll definitely be up on my Instagram as well um, after next weekend because she's got it this weekend. But just taking those tidbits, and I, I kind of, to end this with, with this last bit, I've come to an understanding. I've come to an understanding that, like, 
it's going to be a long road from here to where I'm going to feel like I'm really killing it. Um, you know, like I'm really fucking successful. I think you're just successful from day one, right? It's a, it's a lifestyle. It's a way of, of living. But an understanding that you don't deserve to feel... No, this is going to be crazy, so just bear with me. <laughs> like, you don't deserve to feel, like, happy and fucking confident all the time. Like, you know what I mean? That's not something you deserve. It's something that you earn, in my opinion. Now, here's the thing. Like, whatever, right? Like, the idea is eventually to get to an area where you you can feel, like, really happy and fulfilled with everything you're doing. You should do that. Like, you're all of your life, again, you're lucky as fuck that you're even alive. You're even listening to this podcast. So you need to make sure that you're, whatever you're doing is fulfilling, right? But that, those fulfilling moments take so much work to get. So... I guess what what really helps me to feel like, okay, you're doing it, is to understand that for every 10 days, nine days of those will be predicated on the fucking grind or you working towards your passion and desire and helping yourself become the best you can and the people around you. The, The suffering of nine days, and I'll even get into that 10th day for an hour of satisfaction from reaping the benefit of getting a person to become successful in something they're doing or like, you know, bring it, getting that, getting, hitting that sales mark or getting that promotion, you know, having somebody make a comment about how hard you're working or something. And that like feeling that feeling that comes through your body when it's just like, ah, like it's all worth it. Like it's all worth it. Like this is why I do it. Like one day out of 10, you get that hour. Um, where you feel that and that's what the nine days of feeling like you suck but pushing through it is worth to me I feel like you don't I think people get in the into the habit of thinking that they just deserve to always feel happy and fulfilled like they just deserve that like they're born into the world and you just deserve it but the thing that I've come to find out is that you don't deserve it you don't deserve to just feel fulfilled you don't deserve to just get everything you want and be happy you know and that creates a lot of depression in people. And that creates a lot of anxiety in people, that especially with social media, they think everybody's just fucking having a good old-fashioned time. Everything's just being handed to them. Like, oh, this person, they, you know, they, they have this life of, of, of amazing success and everything, like, because of this fake world that they're putting up on Instagram or whatever the case is. Why don't I have that? Why am I not happy every day? Why don't, am I not fulfilled every day? And, and then not, and then that getting you down and now you're not working towards that one day of happiness, that one day of fulfillment, that one day that keeps you, keeps you thinking, all right, I'm doing it. Like I'm fucking doing it. I have the power to do it because I get that. Um, I get that feeling, you know, it's earned, it's earned dude. And that, for me, that, that, that's the best answer that I can come up with right now is that, is that like, in like. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a hard motherfucking dude. Like, I'm a soft motherfucking dude at the same time. <laughs> I wouldn't fight somebody. If I, if I, it would always be like talking. I'm a, I'm a lover, not a fighter. I would, if somebody tried to fight me, I'm not a tough guy at all. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, that's a great but, uh, but, but But like, when it comes to your mind, though, yeah, it's, it's, it's just it's that. It's, it's that you have to get outside of the mindset that you deserve fulfillment, happiness, and the best life. You don't, you, you don't deserve that. You know, that's what uh, comes back to the story of laying on the bed, and, or laying, it wasn't a bed, it was a shitty futon, looking up, <laughs> looking up at, this, at the wall, being like, why do I live this way? Feeling sorry for myself. Why do I live this way? Why does everybody else get to live better than me? And coming to the realization on that couch that 
Because I don't deserve to live like everybody else. I haven't done nothing. What have I done? I've just followed around these fucking dipshits, and they don't really do much for me, right? Right. Like, but it came down to that, and I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to live that way anymore. And I'll work 10, I'll work 10 days, I'll work 30 days, I'll work a fucking year. But when one client it reaches success, that year was worth it. That one hour of happiness, fulfillment, excitement, yo, it's worth it. It's worth it if it's what your purpose is there. It, it, what your purpose is there for. It's worth it, it's worth it, it's worth it. Stay hard. That's Goggins' thing, by the way. Hey. <laughs> awesome. So let me break that yeah. down a little bit. So uh, definitely talked about just like, and 100%, I definitely agree that happiness and, and fulfillment, these are things that aren't handed out. I don't think you deserve to be happy 100% of the time. And the reason for that, let's just say you were angry 100% of the time, right? You get to the point where you're angry all the time, but it doesn't mean anything to you. And yeah. so the same thing with happiness or sweets or your sex or whatever. If you have something 100% of the time, it loses its value. Yeah. If, if everybody walked around in gold cars, gold wouldn't be valued the way it is. And yeah. so it, it's the same thing for happiness and fulfillment. Now, there are still things to be happy for in the moment, yeah. but you might not always feel happy. So while I can still be happy that I'm alive and having a human experience, I might not have the, I might not feel emotionally like 100% that day. I might have a headache, somebody might have rear-ended my car, whatever the fuck happened, it's life, you know? But it's just rolling with the punches. So I definitely get what you're saying. Rolling with the punches, dude. Absolutely. 100%. So, I mean, there, there's another thing, another question I want to ask you, but the reason why I asked that question and the thing that's so cool is, you know, you talked about earlier, like, this is probably an area where I have a weakness or I can still yeah, yeah. develop. But that didn't stop you from having the, the transparency on camera, which yeah, I, yeah. I definitely appreciate. But it also goes to show, like, this is a guy who has a business. He has clients who respect him, who trust him. Uh, to, he has a great impact on people's lives. You might not think uh, the gym is that big of a deal, but it, it really is. Like, I've been in the gym since I was in, like, sixth grade. I wanted to be like uh, one of the guys from Dragon Ball Z. You know? Oh, dude, hell oh, yeah. yeah. Like, Dragon, yes. right? Yeah. Yes. So I was just in the gym trying to get it. I just wanted to be bigger than my... Than, than my exactly. <laughs> exactly. But it's just like it, it, it develops a lifestyle and you, you develop that toughness for things outside of the gym. And so it's, it just comes around full circle. It totally does, man. But the reason I'm bringing this up is just it's so important to recognize that if you want something, you're going to have to work for it. And you might not always feel 100% great you might always feel however but the the most important thing and i think something that you can really take pride in is the fact that you're showing up not only that you're showing up but if you've been showing up long enough you'll have results that you can look back at and those will be things that'll give you confidence and help you keep going forward yeah you know absolutely absolutely i i uh damn i can't remember the exact quote now but uh it went something like this i it's like uh confidence See, damn it! Fix it in post. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, com let's see, confidence. Anyways, confidence isn't built with. Uh, no, no, yo, confidence doesn't build successful behavior. Successful behavior builds confidence. There we go. <laughs> oh, that was worth it, bro. That was worth it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's huge. But it's yeah. just like there. Here's this successful guy who still has struggles, who still has yeah. these these areas where he's not 100%, I'm going to say, competent. And it's, you know, um, it's just, it's, it's a progressive thing. Yeah, it's crazy. 
So one thing I want to ask you, too, since, you you know, we were pretty hard on the excuses earlier. Uh, so one thing that Jordan does is obstacle course racing. That's actually why I'm wearing this this Spartan shirt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw that on your Instagram. Love I was it. like, I'm definitely going to talk to you about that shit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, oh, t- yeah. talk to me about just like a, a tough moment, whether it's training or like you're actually on the course and you feel yourself like in real time. Oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm lagging. I'm making excuses, whatever. Man, yes, yes. Man, okay, here's the thing, dude. Uh, again, back with football, just quick. Good quick, I'm going to try to make this quick. Football was like kind of like a thing for me where I was like, um, if I got better in football because I fucking just busted my ass like 100%, like, and I got better at football that way so that I could play D1 football, yeah. then it's the same thing with life. If I want to get better at life because I was, I was very shy, like younger in high school, I couldn't talk to anybody. Um, I don't know what it was. It was some kind of social anxiety. I just thought I would say the wrong thing. Sometimes I still say the wrong things. I'm a weird guy. But, <laughs> but I, I, I was like, well, what can I do? What can I do like, to apply this principle? I get better at football, right? It came down to like your mind. Well, if I want to get better at life, it's going to come down to doing the same things. You have to go hard on your mind. What can you do? Put yourself in weird spots. So I like, got into the drama club. And um, I got into the drama club. And then that forced me to talk to people in a very uncomfortable way way more uncomfortable than like a regular conversation and then that helped me and then I got in the drama club uh, I stayed in the drama club I did a couple plays and stuff and um, it made me it made me more talkative and then I realized like man like I could apply these in all my other other all other areas of life now that I'm not playing football because football is kind of my way of like of constantly strengthening my body to strengthen my mind yeah. um, I definitely take those principles it's the same thing it's the same thing so with obstacle course racing now this is kind of taking over um, that particular that particular what football had now obstacle course racing has kind of taken for me and so that's why I do it now um, it's super crazy it's like uh, you know it's it's not your it's not a hundred percent about it's not 100% about, you know, you becoming the strongest because you're talking about raw strength. You're talking about one rep. So it's not about one rep because you're running like 10 miles, right. six miles, three miles um, in an obstacle course race. It's not just about endurance uh, like and your ability to run because you're going to have to have enough strength. So you can't just be a great runner because you're going to lose strength there on like your grip strength, ability to hang, you know, things like agility. Like you're going to lose those anaerobic bits. So the type of training for for obstacle course racing is actually very difficult because it's becoming it's 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 creating strength endurance. So like not only are you running ten miles, but you have to maintain the endurance and the strength that you have to hold yourself up through these different obstacles. Right. Um, you have to grab like handles and you have to like grab these handles with hooks and do all sorts of crazy stuff and drag stuff. It's a it's the most functional in my opinion. It's the most functional type of type of race that exists out there. Because you're not, you're not just, it's not just strength. Mm-hmm. It's I'm not, not one dimensional. It, yeah, it's not one dimensional. It's not, it's not, you're not in a perfect position because you just got done running quarter mile before you're picking up this fucking log and then you're going to take that log and then you're going to like crawl under some barbed wire for some reason that's got mud and like rocks so it'll like cut your fucking knees up while you're trying to carry this log, right? The idea is that this fucking, this type of racing is savage and the savage race is like as savage. As it gets savage wristband on. Oh, we were straight up. Oh, straight up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well so the, from yeah, straight up, right? Where am I? Why am I not getting money out of this? I'm just kidding. I won't do that. It's totally. Against, by the way, that's totally against all of my morals. I would never fucking. I would never do that kind of shit unless like there was some kind of purpose that follows brand and how it will help you more yeah. than it will help me. Um, so I would never fucking try to sell you guys some shit. And if I do, please call me out. 
on that shit because I'm a human just like everybody else. And if I don't know I'm doing something stupid, let me know so I can stop doing it because I'm not trying to – my whole thing is this. I'm going to help you even if it's at the cost of me every single fucking time unless it's like irrational. Like, well, give me free training then, Jordan. Uh, no, that doesn't exist off, obviously. Let's, let's talk off camera. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Straight up. But in any case, yeah. You know, so, back in. Yeah, tell yeah, me yeah, about yeah. some of those tough times. So that's the idea. So, um, so the training is rough and actually what I've just incorporated now – um, um, my plan is to get first in the OCR World Championship in Stratton, Vermont, October next year, 2020. Um, what I've incorporated now, because it's on a, it's on a ski slope, it's a, it's, a, it's a 15K, so it's roughly just a little over nine miles. Um, there's going to be 100 obstacles, I believe. Oh, I, haven't, I haven't looked to see if there's more than that, but I know that, it's, I know that when the Noram race was over there just a, a year ago, it started with like roughly a mile and a half to two miles straight up a double black diamond ski slope. Um, and it was fucking dope. I mean, it, it was really hard and it was humbling. Um, and dur- during that entire race, um, during that, I mean, I, I was broken by that race. That, that race last year, that, that, if there was ever a race to break me, that r- race broke me. Like, I finished it, but I, uh, I mean, I was cramping up. Uh, my nutrition was off. I, actually, the story is pr- kind of crazy. I worked, 20, I, worked, uh, tw- I worked pretty much 12 hours every day, but I worked about 12 hours Right after I picked up Caitlin, she worked 12 hours. That's my fiance. We jumped in a car. We drove 24 hours straight, like between me being tired and needing to rest and her being tired and needing to rest. Got to Stratton, Vermont. Got into Stratton Mountain, Vermont. Got into the hotel, put our stuff in there. I only had about five hours to a like, little bit of daylight, so I took a run to kind of loosen myself up. My body was super tight. The only thing we had to eat, there was a, stri- there was a, a like my nutrition was terrible, absolutely terrible. Um, I'll say you went to McDonald's. Bro. Yeah, yeah. I no, did. I did. Oh, it was the gosh. only thing. It was the only thing. Hey, listen. It was the only thing. I was starving. I was like, dude, I can't just eat nothing. <laughs> we, we we didn't plan this thing out. I I ate fucking McDonald's the night that night. Um, and uh, the, during that car drive. In any case, yo, I uh, <laughs> I got there. I rolled out. I did I did like a two mile run to kind of loosen up. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be at that starting line with some of the best OCR. OCR racers like in the country um, and I'm going to get on the starting line with them thinking there was going to be a whole shit ton of people there um, there wasn't there was like fucking 20 people there like at the starting line of that elite race and actually one of my buddies was there and he wasn't there to run the elite but I told him I was running the elite and he was just like dude these guys have been doing this shit for like 20 years what the fuck are you doing and I was just <laughs> like yo listen this is how you become a lion if you want to become a lion you fucking jump in the lion's den when they're hungry that's how you fucking become a lion um, in any case not to get weird about it, but that's how you become a lion. You want to, you want to, you want to run with the big dogs. Again, like you fucking jump in the dog kennel when they're fucking hungry. You fight them, and you're not coming out. It's not gonna. Be, you're not coming out unbruised. End of story. I got on that fucking starting line and I raced that day, and it broke me, dude. It beat me up. Like if there was a humbling time, it was that. Every uh, my my calf started to my calf and my hamstring started to tighten up and started to um, like bad like bad bad. Uh, 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 cramping, 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 like lock up cramping. So I had to sit down for part of the. I had to sit down because I just couldn't bend my leg. And I was thinking, and I was thinking in my head, all right, just tell this person that you can't make it through. Like, yo, this is it. Like, you're you, first of all, you drove. Like, coming up excuses. You drove all this fucking way. Like, you're dumbass for doing that. You're not prepared. Like, you d- you did the training, but I mean, hey, you didn't fuel the way you should have. Like, your shit, you're fucked up, man. Like. Tell this person there's a person over there. They were asking me if I was okay, and I was fe- and I was my cramp my my um, hamstring and calf were cramping so bad, 
And, um, and every part of me wanted to say, yeah, like, you know, wheel me off this bitch. But um, I didn't. I told her I was, I was fine. I got up. I started limping away. And I just started trying to, like, put some weight on it and get it moving. I had some energy gels, so I took some energy gels. I, I was drinking some water. And, um, and eventually made it to the end of the, of the race. I made it to the end of the race. I was, I mean, fucking, at that race, I mean, it took me... It took me like two and a half hours. It took me like two and a half hours, a little over two and a half hours, maybe three and a half hours. I can't remember now. It was just so bad. I don't want to remember it. It was bad. It wasn't good. But it did that? I finished that nine miles broken. And, um, and then I said to myself, I'm going to London in fucking, um, in, um, it was September, going to, or whatever it was. Yeah, it wouldn't have been October. That was September. In October, so the World Championship is on October. So that was September that I was in Stratton, Vermont. And I was like, I'm going to go to fucking London. And I'm going to do way better. That's end of story. And I got to back to the grind. And uh, I started to run hills like crazy. I started to do um, runs with the, with the weight vest on. I took my... And I'm back to it now. Um, but took my earbuds out. Not running with... Not running with... Um, with, any, with any type of... Uh, any type of aid... And um, I'm going to work out and do, uh, I've had this workout where every single Monday I'd work legs. I'm, I'm back to this too. Um, I call them, I call them, uh, I call them uh, fucking carb depletion runs. So this is what it looks like. It's an hour and a half squat, heavy squats, deads, lunges, um, squats. I just say squats, but snatches, snatches, squats, deadlifts, lunges, and then at about an hour and a half. You just do that on you a run. circuit? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. You don't, don't do it on a circuit. You do it. You do it one at a time at, at, at your heaviest six reps. Ugh. And then you go. So that way you're like just. You're, that way you're like you can't feel your fucking legs. And then you run three to six miles. You're wild. Yeah, yeah. Three <laughs> to six miles. So you wow. do three to six miles on carb depletion in your legs. So you have to like smash. You have to smash some carbs so that you don't like die out there. But um, yeah, three to six miles. And you basically you, you run a TPU. That's. That uh, is what I did. I did that all the way up until the race. I got 150th in the world um, at, at the OCR World Championship race 2018. How many people were in that race? 2000, 2018. There was uh, roughly like 3,500 people. 150. There. That's huge. And this is a global race. So that, yeah. That's big. From it's, being uh, broken there's a month before. Yeah, 65 countries involved right now in OCR World Championship. They've been around for roughly, uh, roughly eight years. Don't quote me on that. Um, some of this, yeah, some respect, bro. So it could, could be more than sixty-five <laughs> countries now. So, I'm, dude. Believe me when I tell you, I'm not talking myself up. I still, to this day, left that world championship race in London um, last year, thinking, "Fuck, I didn't do, I didn't do as good as I needed to do. Yeah. I didn't train the way I needed. I wasn't prepared the way I needed to prepare." Um, so this year, I'm, I'm looking for first place. Um, I don't know who won last year. I, I don't care to pay attention. To what other people are up to, just the times, and I think that I have to beat roughly uh, an hour and twenty six minutes, fifteen uh, uh, k distance, hundred obstacles, and that's what I intend to do on a on the uh, that that mountain. So what I've done now is I'll put my twenty pound vest on. I've been running three miles with a twenty pound vest, back to carb depletion runs. So I have four different types of resisted runs because the idea is that if you're going uphill, it's very anaerobic. But it's also so you're you're looking at cramps quickly, especially yeah. for a long period of time. So what do you do? The, my my style of training, I'm gonna put my legs under intense anaerobic activity, mm-hmm. like heavy squats, heavy deadlifts, heavy lunges, 
and then I'm going to go run as fast as I can until I puke. Basically, um, not until I puke, but I've got like three, to, it's anywhere between three to six, depending on which one, the beginning of the week it's six, at the end of the week it's three. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to do that and more often than not I puke. And it's just like, you know, it may sound crazy, but what are you willing to do for what you want? What are you willing to do to be the best? Like, what are you willing to do? Um, and so, so for me, it's not a matter of luck. It's not a matter of hoping or wishing I could be first in the world. It's this kind of shit is fucking crazy that I'm doing. Yeah, and how many people, <laughs> how many people are consistent in doing my type of training? Mm-hmm. Um, probably not a lot of people are. Can maybe one person will try a, a day with me on a carpet cleaner run, but I guarantee you, you probably puke in the first half hour because you're just not used to that yet. Right. So what I mean by you should always understand that, like, you know, you know, take the principles of the crazy shit I say and not the shit that I do, but right. I mean, the, the idea is this, like, um, I use this thing here, this, this like, uh, OCR training as a way to, like, sh- continue to push my body in one way yeah. so that I can achieve something. It's the same exact thing mentally yes. like I did with football. So it's like, for football, it was like, yo, I push myself physically like the physical pain is always easier than the mental pain but it helps you callous your mind if you can push yourself through this you have trained your mind if you can push yourself through this if you can push yourself through a fucking iron man yeah if you can get your body to the level of physicality to do an iron man 15 hour race yeah then that fucking eight eight hour day of work is nothing right like i mean that's fucking cakewalk now you can smile all day because you did you do you do a fucking you're over here you you do an iron man if you come if you increase your productivity in the gym you will inevitably increase your productivity in in your daily activities in your daily life like your job like your boss is fucking an asshole to you like that's gonna ruin your day no fucking way dude i just did fucking 15 fucking hours of running in this iron man right like that boss isn't shit to me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it's perspective. I, I did four hours in a marathon. Like, I did four hours in a marathon with, with or in, uh, I can't remember his name, the dude that just did that marathon in two hours. And in his case, I just did two hours in a marathon. That's freaking crazy. But hey, he did two hours in a marathon. You think that his day is, is going to be very non-productive? No, dude, this dude's getting hella shit done. These, th- these things like, are directly related. If, if you come into the gym and you can't get through an hour of exercise without feeling hypoglycemic or you, you, your work capacity is low, now how do you expect to get better? How do you expect to do, be highly productive in your daily, in your daily work? So I always think, well, so one, one huge way that I, that I help my clients is to get them to understand, and I always start, start with this. Before you, we worried about all these other weird things you want to do in the gym, let's increase your work capacity. That increases your stamina. Let's see how you feel outside of the gym then. Before we start working on your diet and before we start working on like your eating habits and your behaviors, let's just bust your ass in the gym and get you to be able to do my standard, which is roughly 16 exercises at three rounds of each of each exercise. So I break it down into four different circuits. The circuit's going to, I could go into this for a fucking hour, but the idea is we're, let's increase your, your work capacity, how many exercises you can do in one hour. Mm-hmm. And after that, then we, then your body is now capable for us to do the things we need to do on the mental end of, end of things. And that's, that's how I relate. That's how I relate. Like what I do here, what I do competitively and, and um, OCR. Um, 
to this whole fucking business thing, dude. I mean, I run this whole business by myself. Like, it takes, it requires so much energy and time. You know, the last thing I would tell somebody is, I don't have time to work out. Like, that's fucking bananas. Yeah. I can't afford to not work out. There's, there's that difference. Like, if I want to work 20 hours a day, like, and I'm going to be real with you, like, 20 hours is a long day for me. Like, it's mostly, like, 16, like, 15 to 16 hours, right? But, like, 20 hours is long. If I want to work that 20-hour day on top of those, six, those 15 hour days, six, day, uh, six days a week, I still, I still work on, I still come to work on Sundays, which is for yoga. Like, Sundays is, is totally my, my it's like a lighter day. day. Yeah, yeah okay. it's, a, it's a lighter day, but we're not, it's a very much, very much get your mind right for the next week um, and get your shit back home together. But if I want to do that, I cannot afford to not work out. Right. People say, well, I work so much so I don't have time to work out or I don't have the energy to work out. And it's like, it's very much on the contrary. You don't have the energy because you don't work out. So you're kind of saying, well, I don't have the energy to work out. I don't have the energy to work out, so I'm not going to work out, inevitably making you have less energy. It's like, that's, that's very counterintuitive. You're working backwards. Make sure you work out so that you have the energy to do better in your busy day. Yeah. So this, this exercise thing is, is not it's, – it's, it's just not something you should make an option. It should be mandatory. It's a and you And you will make your life – yeah, and you will make your life inevitably like 20 times fucking better. Like I said in the beginning, three things to change your life. Get enough exercise. Drink enough water. Eat fresh. Real food. Stop going to McDonald's, dude. Don't be like me on the day that I went to fucking Stratton, Vermont and drove 24 hours and then raced 10 miles on a fucking ski mountain hill thing. All right? But do that, though, because tell you what, that made me so much better. <laughs> That's huge, man. That's crazy. <laughs> we might wrap it up right there, honestly, because I was going to yeah, ask cool. you. I was going to be like, you know, what are, what are some tips for people? You know, they're like, I work too hard, so I can't work out, but you literally just... Yeah, yeah. To it, so it's, yeah, right there. It's just so it's it's, it's, it's totally natural, bro. It's, it's it's natural. So I mean, if you're good with it, we'll definitely wrap up right here. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, good. Super, super grateful to have you on. Uh, a lot of great yeah. energy. Uh, shout out to Lance again for connecting Lance. us. Uh, shout out to you, Jordan. You're doing some 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 really hell yeah, man. You too, man. I appreciate you having me. Uh, come on, man. It's all love. So I mean, definitely uh, let's let's get you shouted out. So big fitness STL. Uh, yeah, yeah, business. Um, yeah, definitely. So if you want to check me out, go to my Instagram at Big Fitness um, Inc. Big Fitness Inc. If you want to go ch- check out my Facebook, it's Big Fitness STL. If you want to check out my website and see what we do here in more depth, I got videos of all my services. Um, you can buy apparel and stuff on my store. If you want to like check, just just check out what we do um, on the homepage. I got plenty of pictures and stuff, so if you want to know more about me and what I do in my business, Big Fitness Incorporated, go to bigfitnessstl.com one more time. Bigfitnessstl.com. We're about to take over the game in St. Louis. <laughs> Better be watching for us. We're going to fucking kill it. Hope to see you soon. Oh, well, there it is. Definitely. So just one more shout out to Lance. Thank you so much. Um, if you're listening to the podcast, I appreciate you and your attention. Uh, be sure to leave us some feedback. Give us a, a review. Five stars preferred. And if you have any like suggestions of, of guests or some amazing people, some champions I need to be connected with, need to have on the show, let me know. Shoot me a DM, and I'll make it happen. Uh, but 
Champions only, definitely. Like, Jeremy is uh, – I mean, I, I just sat down with the guy, but the energy's crazy. I don't know why I keep saying Jeremy, bro. It's okay. I don't know why I keep saying Jeremy. It's okay. Uh, just sat down with Jordan. Uh, I'm keeping that in there, too, just to keep it G. Uh, it's okay. Absolutely. Yeah, Jordan. I just sat down with Jordan first time. The energy's crazy. Uh, but just just the, the heart that this guy has and, and the, the drive to – to do everything 120%, that's what a champion's all about, the, the uplifting of not only himself but his clients and making sure that he's really like living the, the life. 